بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الرحم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علمك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين the next discussion in the book Divine Justice is about ikhlas, sincerity, as a condition for acceptance of deeds. Okay? Ikhlas, sharte, qabul a'mar. Sincerity as a condition for acceptance of our deeds. So the question is, what role faith or Iman can play in acceptance of deeds? As you remember, we said there are some people who are too liberal. And they say, for God doesn't make any difference who is doing what, uh, who is doing. What is important action? Any person who is building a hospital is good. Whether it's Mormon, Kafir, Sunni, Shia, whatever is the intention, because everyone is equal. So we want to discuss this issue. It's a very important issue. Those who attended our Akhlaq lectures in the first year, you remember we had few sessions on niyyah, on intention. We said, according to some moral philosophers, only the results are important. According to Kant, who developed the ontological view, Intention is also very important. And then we talked about Islamic view, and we said in Islamic view, action is important, and also intention is very important. So if you attended those lectures, and remember, mm -hmm. it's very similar to what Ayatollah Mutahari has here. He says basically what we have in Islamic ethics and we discussed this in Al-Makhlaq and Usul al-Fiqh also, is that there are two aspects to what we do. One is the action itself, the physics of the action. And the second is the relation between action and the agent. Mm. If you remember, we said we have husna fi'li and husna fa'li. Or it can be qubh fi'li and qubh fa'li. Sometimes two people make the same thing. For example, two people make masjid, make hospital, make a school. Two people feed hungry people give housing to homeless people. Two people, they do the same, okay? 
in people's opinion in you know our worldly outlook we compare people to each other based on the physics of action for example say this person has done this much that person has done more and we appreciate and give relative significance to what they have done based on the physics of action but islamically you cannot only look at the action it's very important to look at the agent who has done this and why he has done this for example, if you remember, we talked there must be attention, intention, and sincerity. If someone has no attention, is drunk, and sees there is someone who is hungry, he needs five pounds, he's drunk, gives him 50 pounds. <coughs> is a value in this he doesn't understand what he's doing maybe if he was not drunk he was not giving this money yeah or if someone is a sleepy and uh, doesn't really understand you know just wants to continue his sleep you know so someone says you know I need you know money it's, it's take this and go you know and something happens so we cannot say just based on what has been done whether this action is good or bad or how good it is how much that agent is aware and conscious it's very important then what is his intention it's very important is he doing this sincerely is he doing this for the sake of Allah or he's doing to show off Ayatollah Mutahari mentions the story of Bohlul Bohlul so some people are making a message he said, why are you making this masjid? He said, why you ask this question? Of course, we are making masjid for the sake of Allah. So then, he made a stone, a plaque, with his name, Masjid Bohlu, <laughs> and said someone to fix it on the entrance, the gate of the masjid. And next day, those people came to continue the work. They saw it. They were very angry. And said, why you did this? This is our masjid. It should be with our name, not your name. And he said, I thought you are doing this for the sake of Allah. The name is not important for you. So, sometimes people... If they know that their name is not going to be there, they don't have any motivation. <laughs> yeah. 
Their name must be there so that they have motivations. Uh, yes? In our communities, we have one funny problem. For example, if we want to raise money for the Masjid or Husseiniyas, even I've heard from one of the Molana as well that he said that someone to inspire the people stand up from the public and say, I'm giving 1,000 kron, for example. Yeah. So other people get inspired. So now here he's advertising, but in the back he is doing, uh, inspiring other people as well. Mm -hmm. So what can we say about these kind of actions? Are legal, uh, on Sharia basis, are these okay? Or There are, inshallah, I will talk about, there are two things. One is that we have a need that we want to meet. Suppose there are people who are starving, they are dying. It's cold winter, there are people who have no home. So we have to find money to feed these people or to give them shelter. So our main target is to meet those needs. So here, maybe it's okay to do this kind of actions, you know, actions to persuade people. But Islamically, we should be also concerned about people's spiritual upliftment. So I should not only think of people giving money for the cause, I should also think that in this way these people should be able to purify themselves. So I have to consider this side as well. Therefore, for example, I should say, please do it for the sake of Allah. Or if you feel more comfortable, you can later give me confidentially, for example, money or your check, whatever. Because this side is also very important. Mm. So, we have two types of considerations. One is consideration about the action, whether that action is good or bad based on the outcomes. Building a hospital is good. Building a school, building bridge, building masjid, helping people with their education, the action is good. But the other side is the agent. Why he is doing this? What he wants to gain from this? So Ayatollah Mutahari says two kind of line are here. One line that is going through society, history, how history is going to judge about this. Mm -hmm. It's mostly about the action. But the other line is the line which is vertical. <coughs> is this person with this action going to, to rise and ascend? Or he's going to, na'uzu billah, even go lower? He mentions example of wife of Harun al-Rashid, Zubaydah. Uh, she 
made in Mecca some kind of uh, you know project made a kind of river or a spring of water for people for Hajjaj of course this is something good but we don't know whether this is actually helping her in her spiritual journey or not because if she has done this with people's money not with her own money with the money of the public treasure then she doesn't have that much role first of all we should see whether she had a right to do so secondly even if she had right it's not her money uh, it, it says that uh, uh, some people said uh, they saw Zubaydah in dream asking her what did Allah do with this river that you made in Mecca and she said Allah gave all the reward to the owners of the money those people who really owned that money Allah gave them the reward we don't know Allah knows so there is a worldly aspect there is a malakuti aspect the worldly aspect is what we see there's a construction there is food there is home there is dress and what is going to do in the life of people but there is a spiritual malakuti aspect and that is that side of the action which is facing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't want to say that only this part is important. You should do something with good intention, but also something which is good. Yeah? You cannot destroy life of people and say my intention is sincere. If you are not a qualified doctor, you cannot give prescription to people and say, you know, I want to help them. God knows that I am just trying to help them. No. You are not qualified. Please don't help people. <laughs> yeah? So, if you remember in Akhlaq lectures, we said in Islam, Amal Salih is not just good Amal, it's not good action. Amal Salih, righteous deed, is when the action is good. And the agent is also doing this for good reason. Okay? Ayatollah Mutahari refers to second verse of Surah Al-Mulk. الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةِ لِيَبْلُغَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ Allah is the one who created the death and life even death is a creation because death is a stage of our life it's a transition yeah but death is not end of life death by itself is a creation he is the one who created death and life to test you to examine you 
which of you is better in his actions or her actions? It doesn't say aktharu amala. It's ahsan one. Which one is better? Better in action. So sincerity of the agent, knowledge of the agent is very important. Not just the action. Action is important. The agent is also very important. If you want good action, you should have both of them. Yes. Sir, uh, about this There can be different reasons because <coughs> one reason is this because there we were first dead, then we were created, then we die. Amatakum fa'ahiyakum. You know, we have two deaths. Rabbana amattanathnatain So we were dead, then alive. Then we die, then we again become alive. So, moat, life, moat, life. This is one reason. Another Which reason can be moat? that... Which one first moat for us? For so, be before we were born into this world, before, yeah. we were dead. Yes. You know, like two sajda also, we have hadith that two sajda yeah. refers to this. Yeah, so first we were soil, means we were dead. Then we were resurrected, we were given life, then we go back, and then we will be revived. So there is death, life, death, life. Another reason can be that for testing us, attention to death is more important than life. If you want to really understand the test, you have to know that there is an end. You know? So, for example, when you go to a school, you must know there is exam at the end of the year. Then you think about how much time you have. But you must know first that you don't have unlimited time. Time is limited. Opportunities are limited, or when there's a game, you know that you should know. The first thing that you have to know to, about the game is there is a time limit. Otherwise, people become lazy, you know, to say, well, we can play forever. So, maybe this is another reason. Ayatollah Butahari says, the importance of our thought and intention is not less than the importance of the action. And then he says, if you look at the Quran and the way the Quran describes the relation between action and uh, agent, he says it's like the relation of the spirit and body. You can have a very 
complete human body without life. Suppose someone who has had no accident, no injury, no cancer, body is fine. Just had, for example, heart attack, body is fine, but has no soul, no life, no activity, no direction. So, if there is just good action, physics of action, but no good intention, it's a body without soul. Okay? Or it can be a body with vicious soul. Sometimes there is satanic intention. Yeah? There's a big difference. Suppose someone is helping to show off and get vote of people, for example. Yeah? Or is, for example, saying good things as a speaker so that people think he is a very good person. Okay? He wants to deceive people. So it can be a, either no soul or it's a vicious soul. Just one question. Father? Uh, one question. Uh, for example, when we talk about intention, obviously for a person who is faithful, whatever he or she is doing, they are doing qurbatan illallah. They are doing qurbatan illallah. So that's a good intention. But on the other hand, if a person is a non-Muslim, uh -huh, he's got a good intention to give benefit to human being. Yeah. So we cannot say this intention is a bad intention. Yeah, we'll come. Thank you. So, <coughs> intention is very important. If you look at our hadith, which is in the Farsi version here in page 276. For example, we have this hadith from Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is Mutawatir. Sunni Shia have narrated this hadith in many, many different chains of narration. Innama, innama is for hasr. Actions are only judged or evaluated based on the intentions. It means that you cannot understand the value of action without knowing the intention. Therefore, we cannot many times judge. Allah knows the intention of people. Yeah? Sometimes we may get an idea. There are people that we are sure about their sincerity or lack of sincerity, but many times we don't know really. For every person, there is what he or she intends, what will be registered in your Record of deeds is your intention. For example, if someone has made hijrah, you remember we had this hadith. Man kanat hijratuhu ila dunya yusibuha, abimra'atan yatazawajuha. 
فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَا هَاجَرَ If someone migrates for the sake of marrying someone, so he has gone from Mecca to Medina, for example, but not for the sake of being with the Prophet. He wanted to marry someone. Or he wanted to make a business, a trade. So his hijrah is towards that object. But man kanat hijratuhu ila Allah wa rasulih fa hijratuhu ila Allah wa rasulih. But if his intention was really for the sake of Allah and the Prophet and religion, okay? So even people who are, for example, in uh, Western countries, believe, you know, mu'mineen who have come from other countries here. Some of them might be muhajir ilallah. They have come here for the sake of Allah because they were not able to practice, for example, their faith there. They had no freedom or they want to do something good here. Anyway, but some people maybe have come here just for the sake of dunya. Yeah? Or maybe there are cases in the court against them, they have run away and come here. You know, there are people who come here because they have, uh, you know, fraud cases. So you cannot say, based on the location, who is Muhajir. It's also based on their intention and background and sincerity. In another hadith, لا عمل إلا there is no action except means there is no action means there is no value in action except with intention. Imam Sadiq said, make your actions for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of people. Because whatever is for the sake of Allah is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever is for the sake of people will not rise, will not ascend towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Quran also says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ So, niyyah is very, very important. As you remember in those lectures on akhlaq, we also said, based on knowledge of the person based on the iman and taqwa of the person there can be different ranks so it's not that you say either person is sincere or not only one value fixed to it no the same thing even if it is done sincerely based on other merits can be different for example, two people are fasting sincerely, not to show up. But one is jahil, one is alim. Which one is better? Ma'rifa, taqwa. Two people are fasting for the sake of Allah, but one is muttaqi, doesn't commit any sin, does all the wajibat. The other person only fasts, but also after iftar goes and drinks alcohol. 
There are people, you know, who fast, but then, unfortunately. So, you cannot say even sincerity is enough. Therefore, we say husnafa'ili and husnafa'ili. Everything about the agent, part of it is the intention, part of it is knowledge, part of it is iman, part of it is taqwa, other virtues. Even sincerity has different levels. You know, like gold. When you buy gold, the purity can have different degrees. Yeah? Uh, in Farsi, we say ayar. Uh, you know, what is the percentage of gold in this? That's different. So even sincerity is not always. Sometimes people think that the action has to be very big so that it's really valuable. Ayatollah Mutahari says, uh, some people, you know, when they hear about this ayah, this ayah was revealed when Imam Ali gave his ring when he was in Ruku. They say this ring was very expensive. It was equal to the kharaj of Sham. <laughs> they don't understand. They don't understand. They think ayah was revealed because it was very expensive. <laughs> but he says that ring was not that expensive. What was special was the sincerity of the giver. He says, if you say this about this ring, what do you say about "Enna nutamukum levachillah"? So he says, where. Uh, for example, pieces of gold put in those breads. Do you think the value is because of the physics of the action? No, it's because of the sincerity. <coughs> so, even giving one piece of bread, if it is done with sincerity, can be very important. If you give millions of dollars without sincerity, of course, shaitan also can sometimes play with you. When you want to give sadaqah, says, uh, your intention might not be sincere. <laughs> Don't give it. No, you must give it, but try to make it also sincere. Don't let <coughs> shaitan stop you from giving because you are not sure about your niyyah. You understand? It's one of the <coughs> tricks of shaitan. Yes. In the Quran, it says, Laysa insana illa masara. Yes. But it doesn't say anything about niya, or does it say something in the Quran? As far as I remember, I can't see anything about the niya that the people will be judged according to the niya. Obviously, it's in the hadith. But here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that a human being, what action a human being does, we will get that. What does that mean here? So, whatever you do and you make efforts for doing is content okay so this is one factor your efforts not what you have done only because maybe two people 
both of them have done the same thing, but one of them without any efforts. For example, two people have given 10 pounds. One of them had only 10 pounds and gave it. One of them has thousands of pounds and there was a 10 pound note, just one note, you know, says, let me get rid of this. I have to have only 50 pounds. <laughs> so one has only 10 pounds, one wants to get rid of this. Are they the same? No. So efforts are important, but efforts and niya come very much close to each other. So niya also is important. Ayatollah Mutahari says, it is true in a sense that for God does not make that much difference what is the intention of the person. For God as God. But for this person himself or herself, the intention is very important and then the relation that he is going to have with God becomes different. So it's not that our good actions or sincere actions or actions which are not sincere are changing God or affecting God, benefiting or harming God. Yeah? Our obedience or disobedience would not make any change to him. But it would make change to us and to our relation with him. He says, now we are moving to the question about non-Muslims. If the agent is doing something for the sake of God, this action can rise. And then he make reference to this ayah. <laughs> Al-Kalamu Tayyib means Aqeedah. Proper Aqeedah Yas'ad ascends, goes high towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Farsi version is page 280. Surah Fatir, verse 10. Al-Kalamu Tayyib it's interpreted as aqaid, proper thoughts, proper ideas, proper beliefs go higher towards Allah. They rise, they ascend. But al-amalussalih yarfa'u. And there are two interpretations. One is kalamutayyib elevates amalussalih. The other is amalussalih elevates. And I think this one is better. This is a very important ayah. What is rising is aqidah. What gives lift to aqidah is amal salih. We are more formed by our aqidah, by our thoughts, by our intentions. You know, if you want to understand what type of person someone is, you can judge based on the actions. 
But if you can get into his heart and see whether he's mu'min or kafir or munafiq or whether he's sincere or not, you can understand him better. So actions are good indicators, but better than actions, thoughts and ideas and intentions. Therefore, we are more shaped and formed by our ideas and thoughts than our actions. Molavi says, A barader to hame hot and the shape. You are and the shape, you are thought, you are ideas, you are belief. But then righteous deeds are important because with righteous deeds you can rise. Some years ago, I was thinking about this ayah and this example came to my mind. Suppose you go to lift, okay? You want to go to the top floor. So who is rising? You. But what gives you lift? This lift. So Amal Saleh gives you lift, but Amal Saleh is not part of you unless it becomes a permanent quality okay so you as a generous person rise but generous actions give you rise you understand the difference so actions are not part of you unless they become a quality like generosity so they help but they are not part of you unless they become permanent quality. Okay? Sorry, um, so does that mean, so if we are separated here, the Aqidah and Allah Salah, so we say, so you have Aqidah and Allah Salah takes, takes this Aqidah off. So if you don't have Allah Salah, you can still have Aqidah. But isn't it, isn't one of the conditions of, of a right and true Aqidah and Iman to do so, so if you don't have Amal Salah, you are stuck. You need you salat, you need zakat, you need... Pardon? You don't even have a sound and um, sincere aqidah and faith if you don't. No, you don't have aqidah and you don't have amal salih. So why you don't go to, uh, by a staircase? <laughs> don't use the lift. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that if, if a person is not acting, he doesn't have any, any amal salih, then his, his aqidah even lacks. Because if he had true aqidah, then he would have... If there is proper thoughts, then brings good action. Yeah? It's impossible to have proper aqidah, proper understanding, and you don't do amal salat It brings good action. So, doing good things, good actions, very important, but better than doing good actions is when you manage to develop a quality which is corresponding to that action. So, to give money to people is very good, but more important is to become generous. 
if you are generous then it brings thousands of generous acts but if you have just generous acts okay and not generosity is not that high It's important to become generous. So, if you have proper aqidah, if you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you can rise with your actions. But suppose there is someone who is not mu'min, who doesn't believe in God, and still he is sincere. It's not that he's showing off. No, he's sincere. It's possible. Somebody is atheist, but really wants to help people. We say even this is appreciated. Unlike what some people have said, that if there is no niya taqarrub illallah, it's useless. We say, no, it's not useless. Yes, this person cannot rise too much, cannot get into heaven. But still, it's appreciated. If you have two kafir, one is only spending on himself, one is giving to other people. Not to show off, just loves to share with people. He's generous. Hatamatai was a mushrik. But he was generous. He's appreciated. So his life in dunya can be blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He can enjoy his life in dunya more. He can have reputation. He can have money. He can have good children. He can have respect. Or his azab can be reduced. Or even his azab can be stopped altogether. Yeah? So it's very effective but to be able to rise towards Allah and therefore have access to heaven because heaven is near Allah so you cannot deny Allah and go to heaven but you can be saved from punishment you can get lots of benefits therefore we believe that moral action and action which is morally good is when the action leads to good results and there is sincere intention. Even if the intention is not it's still it's a moral action. But if it is it has more value. It can qualify you to go to heaven. So, sincere and good actions of any person are appreciated okay but do these actions qualify them to go to heaven that's another issue yes there's one of the story uh, where a young man he was non-muslim and he was caught among the war prisoners and came before the holy prophet and the whole, there were three people so two of them got sentenced to death and the Holy Prophet said they leave the third one because he's got few qualities which Allah likes the most. Yes. So here how we later he become Muslim that is a different thing. Yes. But those five qualities which he had 
حسن الخلق غیر شجاعه یا تری کوالتیز It's useless. No. If you remember, we, we had detailed discussion about this. For example, about mothers. We said when Islam gives so much respect and honor for mothers, is it for mothers who are mu'min only? Or even a mother who is kafir has value? Just because Allah appreciates the sacrifice that a mother, any mother does. Yeah? Of course, if a mother does it for the sake of Allah, with sincerity, of intention of, you know, but even if a mother does this naturally because she loves her children, it's appreciated by Allah subhanahu And also we had a discussion, if you remember, we said, there are also cases, you know, so we say, first you do it with good intention. Then we say it's higher if you do it seeking nearness to Allah. But there can be also a stage which is very high. And that is when you don't see any value for your actions. So you can seek nearness to God. So there are people who are so close to God that they don't do ghast because they don't see themselves and their actions. You understand? <laughs> no. For example, we, if we give sadaqah, uh, we say qurbatan Allah means I seek nearness to God. Yeah? When we Pray, we say Qurbatan Allah. When we fast, we say Qurbatan Allah. But there are people who are so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they give whatever they have without even thinking about they are doing something that they should do Qurbatan Allah. Their existence is for Allah. <laughs> when your existence is for Allah, when you are abd, they say, Who am I to make niyyah of Qurbatan Allah? You understand? You say, it's not my money. It's Allah's money I am giving. That's one of the things which was Umar Basi was told by Imam Sadiq al-Islam. 
that you are not you don't have the milkiya yara al mal mal allah yaza'uhu haythu yasha al abd is this money is for allah so there can be a high stage so if a non believer does something which is good has husna faili but has no intention of deceiving people showing off there is sincerity it's appreciated allah loves this action we don't say it's equal to the action of a believer who is seeking nearness to allah we don't say it's equal but we say this is valuable it's appreciated and in allah allah yudhi'u ajra man ahsana amala would include this as well allah is not going to waste the action of any person is not going to waste the reward of any person who does something good yes so you mentioned this last week as well. So someone who obviously does good, his actions is going to be appreciated, but it's not going to qualify him until and unless he believes, you know, to go to heaven. But maybe um, punishment is removed. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone doesn't go to heaven and it's not being punished, so where is he? That's the first question. Secondly, um, so someone does good, but they're in a, in a remote island, for example, you know, religion or faith hasn't reached him. So he hasn't, um, you know, he, he doesn't believe in anything, but he does good. And the reason he doesn't believe is because he, ha he hasn't reached him. So yeah. does that person also get kind of excluded from going to paradise? So these are excused. These are excused people. They are not going to hell. But if they don't believe in God and the hereafter, they are not also going to heaven. They would be in between. What's in between? One meaning of A'raf is this, a place between hell and heaven. So they are not in heaven, but they are not also punished. Can I ask a question, please? Maybe it's much better than dunya. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've read in this book that uh, the people who have done good, non-believers, they would be having mud house, they're protected from the heat of hell, and they'll be fed by God. Now, will that house be in hell or will it be? Because it's protected from the heat of hell. That's what this book I have. When I was going through it, I read it. Can you explain that? Sorry, is it in what's hell, the question? The mud house. It's a mud house. So they are not going to be they're suffering. They are not going to be punished. They don't be punished. Yes. And they'll be fed by God as well. Of course. As the house will be protected of the fire. So will this house be in hell, protected by the heat of the fire? No, it's not in hell. They don't go to hell. Uh -huh, I see. They don't go to hell. So this house it can be a place which is like dunya. This dunya is not hell, it's not also heaven. Yeah? So they would they are in their understanding limited to material things. Therefore they will also remain in a material world. They will not go to heaven, but they will also still be able to have pain-free life because heaven is not just pain-free mm -hmm. heaven is more than pain-free mm -hmm. yeah. 
how can we explain So acceptance and ta'ala have different levels. If you are sincere, this is one level of taqwa and its acceptance is leading to worldly ajr or not being punished. If you have taqwa in the sense of believing and doing wajibat and refraining from haram, then your acceptance means you will get reward of akhirah. So it depends. So did you say that Many of these ayat or ahadith that uh, seem to suggest that you have to be only mu'min, actually this is for people who have iman but no taqwa. Would not apply to someone who has sincerity but has not reached the level of iman. This would not contradict with some kind of appreciation for what they do. Yes. Yes, believer is sincere. But he acts all these deeds which is forbidden. And a, believer, a believer who follows all the, the deeds which have been told him and he does not commit any sins. And a non believer who has got the wrong group of people, as you said to them, but he commits all the sins as well. Like not all the sins. Like some sins. Some sins. Yeah. yeah. So is he not gonna be punished for those sins or no, he might be punished for those sins. Unless his that good action is so strong that can undershadow those bad things. Allah may forgive him. And similarly he goes to the believer as well if he does that yes. yes, sometimes bad deeds can undershadow. Ayatollah Mutahari then mentions some hadith in addition to the case of Hatam Ta'i. You know Hatam Ta'i, yeah? Who was Mushrik from the tribe of Tai, but was very generous. And he says in some hadith it has been mentioned that mushrikeen, polytheists, like Hatam Ta'i, they will not be punished or their punishment will be reduced. Then he mentions some other hadith. For example, one hadith, you know, Allama Majlisi narrates from Shaykh al-Saduq in Thawab al-A'mal from Ali ibn Yaqtin from Imam Qadim alayhi salam. It says, uh, among Bani Israel, there was a believer whose neighbor was Kafir. That Kafir was always kind to this neighbor who was a believer. When he died, God made a house from clay which would protect him from fire and also gave him food from outside. And he was told that this is because of your kindness to your believing <coughs> neighbor. 
This is the same thing that we said. He would not be punished. He would be safe because of some good quality of good action. Then he says, Allama Majlisi, after mentioning this hadith, says that this hadith and there are hadith which are similar to this hadith show that punishment of some people who are supposed to go to hell would be removed because of their good deeds. And he makes one point further and he says those ayat of the Quran which suggest that the punishment of kuffar is not going to be reduced would be modified with taxis with this hadith. It means they will their punishment will not be reduced unless they have a good action. Okay? Then he says there is a hadith from Imam Bagr alayhi salam. There was a mu'min who was living in a country which was ruled by a tyrant, an unjust king. That tyrant, that unjust king, went to catch this mu'min. And this mu'min ran away and went to some non-Muslim countries. Where he finally landed was uh, under the reign of a mushrik. But that mushrik gave him refuge and looked after him. Hospitality, refuge, you know, asylum. When that mushrik died, then he heard this. By my glory and dignity, if there was any place in heaven for mushrik, I would have given you. I mean, if it was possible. But, Allah says to the fire, don't harm him. So, this is another hadith. Even Imam salam said, every morning and evening, rezq will be brought for him. The person said, from heaven, Imam said, from where God knows. <laughs> Rasul Akram also, the Prophet is quoted as saying about Abdullah ibn Jad'an, who was one of the leaders of Quraysh, that his punishment in hell would be very light, very little. People said, why? Why his punishment is very little? Rasulullah said, Innahu kana Because he was feeding people. He's one of the Quraysh leaders. Yeah, but because he had this habit of feeding people. 
There is also a hadith from Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam that I saw in heaven a man who had saved a dog from thirst. So maybe that person was a woman, but his main action was showing mercy to an animal. So good actions are not to be ignored or overlooked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no matter who does it if it is really done with sincerity but the value it depends on who is doing it how much is going to help him how much light is going to give him how much promotion that's another issue but definitely any good action and we mean good action with good niyyah is appreciated yes the two verses in surah al-bayyana they says inna alladhina kafaru min ahl al-kitab wal mushrikeen fi naar jahannam khalidina fiha ulaikum sharrul bariyah wa dan inna alladhina amanu wa amilus salihati ulaikum khairul bariyah and then it says hum fiha khalidun abada they use abada for the people of paradise but they did not use the word abada for the people of the hell here is the difference so is that mean that as sometime maybe god knows what time all the people from the hell they will come out from the hell as well many of them of course are not there permanently there are some people who will be permanently there like people who know the truth and they are sure about the truth and still they deny and reject and fight against the truth okay mm. لَوْلَا مَا أَقْسَمْتَ مِنْ تَعْذِيبَ جَاحِدِيكَ وَإِخْلَاضِ مُعَانِدِيكَ لَجَعَلْتَ النَّارَ كُلَّهَا بِرْدًا سَلَامُ Or someone who kills an innocent person مَنْ قَتَلَ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجَزَاءُهُ جَحَنَّمْ خَالًا So most of the people who end up being in hell, they might be released after some time. Only very, very vicious person may remain in hell. So this is the mainstream interpretation. But there are also some interpretations that says khulud here means long term, doesn't mean permanence. Mm. That's another interpretation. But normally ulama say khulud means permanence. So in that case, where are we going to fit in Abadab? which is with the people of paradise. So because any go one who goes to heaven will be forever. Okay. No one comes out of heaven. Mm-hmm. But those who go to hell, they can come out. Even among the mushrikeens? And if ah, they come, some may remain there forever. Mm-hmm. Is that also, Sheikh, maybe to, to emphasize that heaven is something which is going to continue forever? Yes. That's the reason why the world was used. Abada. So Khalidina in Jahannam might be actually a khulud in, in, in its meaning. It's for emphasis. Yeah. But here, emphasis to tell them that paradise is something which is <coughs> It's, it's 
continuous uh, easiness and uh, yeah. Yeah. Then Ayatollah Mutahari says something that is very important, similar to what we said, because we have some contemporary famous ulama. Uh, I, I mean, actually one ulama that clearly in his book says, without Qastaqurba, there is no benefit. But maybe he also means the same. But the text suggests this. Allah Mutahari says, uh, I read for you the Farsi, because it's a very important statement. He says, in my opinion, if some people are found, they do good things to others. Not only they show kindness to a human being, they show kindness to someone who has life, a human being or animal. Because he says we have this statement, Any liver which is thirsty, if you give water, has ajr. Even an animal thirsty, you give water, has ajr. So he says, if someone shows kindness to a human being or a human being, an animal, without expectation, so it's not that he does to take something from them or to be receiving something from anyone as a payment. از آن جهت خدمت نکنند که چهره خود را در آینه وجود محرومین میبینند Even the reason for showing kindness is not that they don't want to feel bad you know, Because sometimes you help people because you don't want to feel bad No Really genuine act of kindness Okay یعنی ترس از اینکه روزی چنین سرنوشتی داشته باشند عامل محرک آنها نباشد the motivation is not that if i don't help one day also i may be in need of help i become mahroom you know deprived no no such considerations بلکه طوری انگیزه احسان they have such a strong motivation for kindness and serving that even if they know they are not going to gain anything from this and even if they know that even one person is not aware and no one is thanking them still they will do this good thing he says I believe these people in their heart they have a light from God and even if they deny God, they really believe in God. Okay? So, he says, 
باید گفت در عمق زمیر این انسان ها نوری از معرفت خداوند است می شود say in the deep in their soul there is a light of معرفت of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and even if they deny by their tongue they believe in their heart so he says therefore this very important statement ba'id nis ke in gune kasan waqan wa amalan dar zumre ahl kufr mahshur nagardan So it's possible that they will be resurrected not as kafir, not as an unbeliever. It can go other way around as well for the Muslim. Yes. Yes, it can be also. So some Muslims may be resurrected as non-believer. So this is very important that not only he wants to give uh, a kind of acknowledgement to the good action of non-believers, he wants to say that even such non-believers can be resurrected as believers but but he says wallahu a'lam god knows better alhamdulillah rabbil alam